Thank you for taking time to join us today. Most of us have really strong opinions about leaders in our country, about our bosses at work, about our parents, about our church leaders. Most of you will have a really strong opinion about Boris Johnson and what kind of job you think he's doing at this time of COVID. I want to put to you that every single follower of Jesus Christ is going to be in the need to be a leader at some point in their life. Now I'm not suggesting that each one of you should be a vicar or a missionary or whatever full-time worker you're thinking. But how are you going to lead others to Christ? How are you going to influence the culture and the environment which God has called you and placed you for Christ? This morning we start... <coughs> working through the book of Exodus with the account of the birth of a new leader. Now one thing that's really interesting in our passage this morning is that in the text none of the actors are named until verse 10 where we come upon the name Moses. Why is this important? Because right at the beginning of the account the author is communicating that the focus of our attention needs to be on God. And in this passage, we observe God's providence, as theologians call it, God's overseeing care and direction of all creation and of Moses' life and our lives too. Remember, Exodus 2 takes place <clears throat> during the very darkest days in the history of Israel. God's people were living in Egypt, oppressed by Pharaoh, who had just issued a genocidal decree ordering that all male babies would be killed. Dark, dark days. And when we go through dark days, it's easy to wonder, do you know, is God present? Is God at work? Is God in charge? Because Christians believe that God is in charge. He rules, he governs the world in an infinitely wise, infinitely powerful, good and godly way. That he loves us and has a good plan for our lives. So what does God's providence mean? It means that it's a horrific time we see here for Moses to be born, but God is a work in the background. Today, you may have been unplanned by your parents as a child. You may have been the result of an affair, but whatever your circumstances, you're no accident to God. Do you believe today that your existence here is got intended by God and planned by God? Because Christians believe with all our hearts that our lives are no accident to God. Because if our lives are planned by an almighty and powerful God, if God has a good purpose in mind for us, then our pursuit will be to pursue to discover that purpose and all that he's planned for our lives and live by it. But the children of Israel were going through an incredibly hard time and you may be going through a really dark time today. But God is not taken by surprise, despite the hardships that they at the time and you might be going through. Because God knows, and he promised through his scriptures, through, through Abraham, but also throughout scripture, that in the end God's people will be going. It will all work out in the end. If you trust God and obey God, it will work out for you in the end. God is faithful to his promises. So what that means is all the pharaohs in your life, all the horrible bosses, all the cancer and Covid fears, all the health problems that you're suffering, all the downturns in the economy, your future is not determined by those things. 
God is at work secretly in our world and in your life. God's providence is at work. So let's read the first four verses of our reading from Exodus 2. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. When God wants to do something great, he begins with a child. Verse 2 says, when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. These words in Hebrew are the same words that God spoke over creation. He saw that creation was good. And these are the same words used over Moses. God is beginning a new thing, a good creation in Moses. Remember, God's people were in bondage. But now God is starting a new creation, a new thing. God starts with a child. I wonder how we're honouring our children here at church in St Swithin's or at St Andrew's school. But who are these parents of Moses that we read in those verses just now? Moses' parents were people of faith. Here's what it says in Hebrews 11 verse 23. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. See, in raising up Moses, God is at work providing Moses parents of faith. What does it mean to have faith, especially in dark and hard times at that time, but also that we're living through now? One writer said this, it comes down to two things. Believing ultimately that God's rule and reign, that he is sovereign and in control of the universe and our lives. And secondly, that that person of God is a good God and longs to bring good things to our lives. My good, our good. Two things, God's sovereignty and God's goodness. Faith doesn't mean that I understand everything. Especially during hard times, how could you possibly bring a child into this world, into the time of Moses' world? I mean, I don't know about you, but children cost money, children ruin my freedoms, children may have complex needs. You know, it's interesting in Europe that as Europeans have lost their faith, they've also lost their desire to have children. One thing I read showed that the demographic, demographics are saying that in many European nations the population will be cut in half in 50 years apart from immigration. No faith? I'll pursue my own personal pleasure. See, faith sees that there is a God that is ultimately ruling. And then it comes a point where Moses' parents have to release their child. I don't know what your picture is of Moses in the Nile River in a basket, but the text says in verse 3 that she placed her child in the papyrus reeds that used to grow in Egypt. Mum's, mum's, <clears throat> Mum knew that Pharaoh's daughter bathed at this spot. 
She had a plan for her baby's life, even when all seemed uncertain. And releasing control of your children doesn't mean that you have no good plans or no good future for them or that you're reckless. There are many dangers in this world. Any parent will tell you that. But ultimately we need to plan and prepare and release our children in trusting God for them. We don't have to smother them and crush them with a thousand different controls of fear, but to raise them in a house of faith. This is what we then see in verses 5 to 10 in the remainder of our passage. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent a female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying. She felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrews' babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. You see, as God is making a new leader, he brings unexpected supporters in unlikely places. In Egypt, there was a genocidal dictator grabbing kids and murdering them. And from that most unlikely place, that most unlikely household, God brings support in the unlikeliest place. The support came from the king's own family, Pharaoh's daughter. Just consider that for a minute, from Pharaoh's own daughter. So when God calls each one of us here to say that God has good plans and purposes for our lives, Remember, he can put supporters and people in place in the most unlikely places. Don't just look for the obvious people and the obvious places. If you're in a tough spot longing for God's provision, in my experience, God sends unexpected help in unexpected places. God knows how to care for his own people. He took care of Moses. He put him under the protection of Pharaoh's daughter. I wonder whether you believe God has got your life this morning. Is his hand on your life? Are you trusting him and knowing he has good plans for you and for your future? Will you accept the help he sends to you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good plans and the good purposes you have in our life, that whatever our experience of life has been, that you are at work whether it's directly or in the background. Thank you for the family of faith who nurture us, encourage us and draw us near to you. And Father, we continue to pray, would you send us help as we cry out in this season of COVID? Would you send us help and bring us your deliverance and we will recognise the help that you send. In Jesus' name. Amen.